are chatting this morning about a worrying trend of young people not engaging with cultural and artistic events with the Arts Council in Ireland, citing the age group of 16 to 24 showing a worrying decrease. Are we doing enough to increase young people's engagement in the arts and what are the barriers that face young people getting involved in the creative sector? With us to chat about this, we have Gillian Fenton, Marketing Manager for the Lime Tree Theatre, Theatre Director as well. Good morning to you, Jill. Hi, Gillian. Thanks for having me. Um, We also have Youth Arts Facilitator Shane Hickey O'Mara and Dr Mike Finneran. You're both very welcome. And if I could just ask you, Mike, to move over and share the mic there. We're having a little bit of a difficulty with uh, mic number two, I think it is. So... We'll perhaps share that mic for the moment. Good morning and thanks very much for coming in. Um, Jill, if I could start with yourself, it, it's sad to hear about this and, and kind of surprising. I, I would have thought, you know, the art sector was something that young people were very enthusiastic about getting involved in. Yeah, I mean, I think they are, but um, I suppose this is a conf- it isn't a new conversation to our team in the Lime Tree and the Bell Table, which is led by uh, Louise Donlan. Um, and I, like back in 2019 before COVID you know we we were constantly trying to uh, reach younger audiences but it was very obvious uh, over the you know just gathering the statistics over the past number of years that really the age group that were attending a lot of theatre gigs, music gigs, classical music gigs, comedy they were all uh, really above the age of 29 to 30 so at that time around 2019 just before lockdown actually there was a great initiative and it came from backstage up in Longford um, from that theatre called the Young Curators Programme and the Arts Council funded that and in 2021 when lockdown lifted we had our very first uh, festival it was called The Last Festival and that was uh, curated in seven different venues on the network it's called a NASC network all over the country and there were two curators from Limerick and two curators locally in each venue and they curated uh, a festival for the age group that we're talking about from 18 to 24 and that was hugely successful because it was on COVID it was really unusual it was all online but um, there was maybe two gigs that were actually live in the bell table but we were we couldn't get over how um, the figures you know it was really obvious that there was a demand there but it was a demand for online content so of course we went back to the drawing board and now actually the the next reiteration it's kind of tweak we've tweaked it every year on how the template of the young curators happen but we've tweaked it this year and um so i was in galway only last week and I met our two young curators that are now in place for 2023-2024, Annie Brown and Erin um, Fitzgerald. And both of them are working and trying to make a living in the art sector here in Limerick. Um, and now they're on board and they were in Galway with 21 other young curators from all over the country. And it was so exciting. And it really gave me hope because I can get quite cynical about the arts these days <laughs> when you're talking about audience yeah. numbers. But... Yeah. Um, they it's, have, it's tough. Uh, it's very tough. Yeah. And they have so many great ideas mm. and their focus is completely on getting 18 to 24-year-olds in through the doors of wow. both the bell table and the lime tree. And it will be probably a combination of off-site gigs and, you know, theatre, music. Um, but who knows, actually, it's going to be really, really exciting to hear what they come up with. Mike, you're interacting with young people all the time, um, but you're probably interacting with the young people who are interested 
in the arts. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But I, I know from experience, it's, this is a strange one. I, I've dealt with a lot of journalism students at UL and um, I'm always surprised by the number of journalism students who've never even bought a newspaper. So I'm just wondering, is it the same with students who are studying, you know, in Mary, studying in areas of the arts, mm-hmm. but have never paid for a theatre ticket? I, I, I think that's absolutely true to say, Gillian. And, and uh, yeah, and, and you're right that the, the, the kind of the sample I meet, uh, if I can call it that, of students who come to study drama or come to study the arts are, of course, hugely passionate. And, they, and, and in order to make that jump, because, of course, uh, drama theatre isn't present in our post-primary system at, at present, it will be in the future. So in order to make that jump to, to study in drama at college, of course, you have to be even doubly motivated to persuade the people at home that this is viable and worthwhile and important. But but yeah, the the, the point you make is a really, really good one that um, a lot of young people will, will come through and their experience of the arts and their experience of drama and theatre might have been seeing some street theatre or, you know, doing some work with, with, with Shane here beside me in, in one of the youth theatres. Or, or, or perhaps being in a school musical or something of that nature. So the, the provision for kind of formal arts uh, uh, engagement for, for, for young people is pretty patchy at the moment. It's also very geographically dependent. So if you're in the city or if you're in a region adjacent to, to, to a large urban centre, you have opportunities that you mightn't have. And I grew up in a very <clears throat> rural, rural part of, of, of the west of Ireland and there just simply wasn't arts engagement opportunities. I recognised that was a long time ago. But, but I think the other point that's important to make is as well, and, and again, um, Shane will probably speak to this more than more than I, is the nature of youth arts engagement is changing. So the things, you know, I'm in my 40s, the things that I'm interested in are not necessarily the things that a 16, 17-year-old um, is interested in in terms of what they want to do in the arts. Um, so, you know, the, 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 the data produced uh, by the Arts Council is really, really interesting, and it, and, and it does, and Jill is absolutely right to, to point out, there is a, a downward decline in, in engagement, but it also shows two other things that are really interesting for me, one of which is that generally, societally, we still hold the arts in quite high esteem um, because they look at surveys, they, they survey attitudes um, in, in, in that r- report as well. And, and we're really positive as a nation um, from this research uh, about the arts and about why the arts are important. But it also shows um, an upward curve in g- digital engagement for, for, for young people mm-hmm. for that age bracket, 16 to 24 and of course, and, and the final point to make is, is really that that's, that's a tricky age bracket as well in some respects as well, because we're talking about young people who are on the verge of leaving formal educational provision and formal, you know, kind of everything kind of peters out around 17, 18, you know, in terms of youth engagement, youth clubs, um, youth theatres, even even though I know they, they, they will accommodate people who are, who are older. Um, <clears throat> and, and it's a moment of transition for an awful lot of young people's lives. It's a moment of transition into, into, into work, into college into perhaps relationships and so on and so forth. So I think there's some big questions to be asked of us as a society about how we cater for that bracket. We do quite well for the very young. We do quite well for, for, for primary, for, for early post-primary age students. But I think there's definitely a gap there um, yeah. for people at that age. Shane, is cost a factor? Um, I, I, just to, to say that I'm the artistic director of County Limerick Youth Theatre. We're a rural youth theatre um, based near Brough and... It definitely is. We're in a, an area of, um, uh, according to Pubble.ie, we're in an area of social disadvantage. Mm. So um, our members, if we can actually do anything to help bring them to an art space, bring them to the lime tree building, to the bell table, we try to put money away every year for bursaries, for theatre tickets, for um, to pay for them to go on the bus. But yeah, for, for, a, lot, for a lot of them, it would be quite difficult. It sounds to me like there are a lot of people like yourselves who are all passionate about trying to get young people more involved. 
but from a policy point of view, I'm wondering, is it happening? Because we do know that the government does an awful lot to support sports organisations and getting young people involved in sports and they see the benefits of that. But is there a missing gap there where they're not seeing the benefit of getting them involved in the arts? Yes. Yes, there certainly is. Um, I know I've been trying to um, engage with councillors in our local area in in, um, County Limerick just to be, you know, aware that County Limerick Youth Theatre is there. We've got 44 young people um, from the ages of 10 to 19. There isn't interest, um, I think, in the same way that there is with sports organisations. And a lot of our young people would have both. So they would be rugby players and they would be artists. They would be in GAA and they'd also come and maybe be stage manager in, 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 a, in a youth theatre. But they're not, like, we, we're, we struggle in a way that I, I think, for support, in a way that I don't think that sports groups would yeah, you're you're all nodding there, Jill. You'd agree with that as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I do think um, Maureen Canelli's um, report and um, the like. She she spoke recently at an event talking about the Young Curators Program. I think it, it's really positive for us to hear that because she recognises the importance of it. This is our third year doing it, and we really want to like like everything of building audiences it's really slow you have to think of the long-term game and if the investment isn't made now this will continue to be an issue but I do feel um, from conversations you know with uh, Maureen at various different events she she really recognizes that and I think we will see some change there that's at a national level at a local level yeah I do feel there needs to be uh, a lot of support now we we do have support through uh, the arts office here in Limerick for the Boulebos Children's Festival. We we host that every year in October. It's curated by Lee McCarthy and it's a fantastic festival. But I agree with Mike, there is then a gap because the Boulebos Children's Festival for us, because of the restraints around the money that we have for that festival in, in the way we programme, it really is for primary school. So it's that catchment of between what do you do from 18 to 24 it really is there and you know I I suppose over the last number of years like we're really benefiting from students that are coming from the CATS programme the theatre studies programme in um, Mary I for example the two young curators now they've come from that course so it's like an ecosystem it all connects to each other but it needs long-term investment and to recognise that we are all very passionate about doing this work but we just need more support always. We need more support. Shane, what was it that got you into the arts? Um, strangely enough, uh, <laughs> some of the people I'm, I'm actually <laughs> sitting here with. So um, I always wanted to, um, to be involved in the arts ever since I was very young. And whenever I start with a, a youth theatre production and they come in the doors and they're really enthusiastic and they're there to, to do a play, the first thing I always say to them is like, congratulations, you're braver than I was when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I walked over the bridge from the north side to LYT and I turned around and went home. They made it. They made it in. And I remember in my leaving cert, um, it actually came up. In, LYT as like, is Limerick Youth oh, Theatre. Limerick Youth Theatre, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, in our leaving cert, um, in my year, it was like, talk about your, your love of the, the arts, of, of theatre, of musicals. And I wrote about that and how I wanted to go to Mary I and how I wanted to be fired of Midas, which is the uh, Mary yeah. Mac, Dramatic Arts Society, which um, I'm sitting next to Mike Finneran, who's been the champion of it for many years. Mm. And then I got hooked and I, I worked with Mike. I worked in Lime Tree when it opened 2012 with, with Jill and, and, and Jay and Louise. And um, yeah, 
that's it's been I've I've been there since. You know, Mike, just looking at Shane's face there, and it's it's pure joy. There's something about when you get involved in it that I think people who aren't involved they don't realise what they're missing out on. Yeah, it's it's so true, and 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 of course, Shane is just a, an incredibly passionate individual as a human himself as well, and and, and shares that passion with with uh, so many young people that he comes in contact with. But you're, but you're absolutely you're absolutely right. The arts um the arts give off a, a, a sometimes a, a bit of a I suppose a vibe that they're hard to access. You know what I mean? That they're cliqueish. Yeah, and yeah. look, you know, there's an element of truth there to that. That yeah. there are certain aspects that it can be cliqueish or clickish or whatever way you want to call it, where people feel it's hard to break through. Hard they're break not through. one of the crowd. Sure, absolutely. But but that cliqueishness, as I've learned over the years, is 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 because of that shared love that Shane has has just you know talked about so much that the, the group of people you find in arts environments, whether it's you know printmakers or, or musicians. They tend to be. They have such a shared passion. They almost have their own language between between themselves. Um, I think it's perceived that you need to be a hugely extroverted person, a hugely outgoing person, and a hugely expressive person to be in the arts. And it's not true. Or alternative. Or alternative. Or different. Or a bit, a little bit, you know, left field. And that's why I love to hear you saying they're rugby players as well as stage managers. You know, because a lot of people would think it's either or. I, 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 I can name two. Once to rugby players, uh, uh, you know, both retired now who have been in shows that I've been involved with in the past. You know, so, do so. Uh, no, no, I leave them off. <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, it's it's not true as well. Um, but it, it, you know, but yeah, but but we, we're beginning to talk now a lot um, in terms of arts education. Um, and I, I want to come back to the policy piece in a second, if I can, because a couple of things I'd love to say about that. But we're beginning to talk an awful lot about about the transferable skills that we get from the arts. You know, that the arts are about about discovering oneself, about, about about learning to communicate in the world, learning to stand up, learning to defend opinions, learning how to take criticism and how to learn from it and all of those things. And, it's, you know, what, what I think listeners have to remember is that engagement with the arts is, is about the arts. It's about film, it's about dance, but it's actually about the human more than anything else. And it's about discovering more of, of what we are ourselves, you know. And in terms of policy? Very, you know, very quickly, you know, Jill is absolutely right that we have more to do. And, and actually, I think in, in, in Limerick City and County, I think our local authority, the new, new directly elected mayor, have, have to give some great thought to the provision of cultural spaces for the age group that we're, we're talking about. So, you know, in the redevelopment of Arthur's Quay, uh, in the, the progress with the Opera Centre, let's think about spaces for our youth to play in. And they don't have to be traditional spaces. And, you know, we, we have, we're blessed actually in Limerick, more so even than, than, than other cities, with the Hunt Museum, with, with Ormston House, with Dance Limerick, with Lime Tree, with Bell Table. But we also need lots of informal spaces for, for, for people to gather, to come together, to make, to share ideas. Um, and very quickly, you know, Creative Creative Ireland has been around. It's just into its second iteration of life and it has funded a lot of stuff in, in a non-formal arts sector. So the local Creative Youth Partnership in Limerick, led by Monica Spencer, they had a great production of, of the parish on King's Island exactly. last week. Fab. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bringing people in from from, uh, from communities not traditionally associated with that kind of arts mm-hmm. engagement and, and, the, and the vibe and the richness of that engagement. The, the youth theatres, um, you know, the, the Bull Bus Festival, Dance Limerick, I was at a, a performance the other day um, of, of young dancers, a programme called Step Up. Mary Witcherly is the new director down there. The Irish Youth Wind Ensemble are, are based in Limerick at the moment. They have a concert in the Redemptorists on, 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 on Sunday. So there's a huge amount of stuff going on, and particularly this city. It's really exciting. And all those things that you've talked about, we featured here on Limerick today. Well, and, you know, yeah, supporting and, and them all the time. You have, have been champions all the yeah, time of, yeah. of that work. And not to forget, and we need to mention Dolan's as well, oh, because absolutely. they're doing huge amounts for, and, for, and for the cultural... 
offer here yeah. in the city. Like they're amazing. And they, they hosted actually. They I was going to mention it as well. The Music Generation just celebrated their tenth anniversary, yeah. and Dolan's hosted their their big concert. They had mm-hmm. a full day of music in the warehouse, celebrating young people and youth music, which you know is a credit to Mick and Valerie. And, and well, it and certainly sounds like the people who are involved are doing everything that is impo- that is possible to get but young. I people. suppose that that is actually one of the questions that we were talking about in Galway, and it is something that every venue in the country is discussing at the moment is that there there is so much going on but it's how do people engage if they're not if it's not really on their radar how do they consume um information and how do we get what we're doing on that information so they can consume it you know and be aware of it and then decide will they engage or not i i can't tell you i'd be a millionaire if i heard this sentence it's like oh i never it's over but i'd never knew it was yeah. happening mm-hmm. it's like okay but how, how do you how do you find out about stuff yeah, listen <laughs> to, to live 95 that's the, first, the yeah, number one yeah. and follow us on social media and all that kind of thing because we we promote those events there as well for this morning jill fenton of the lime tree Shane Hickey and also Dr. Mike Finneran. Thanks very much for joining us.